Let's just get the name of the director. No, typing the word director into IMDb isn't going to find, is it, Dom? You fucking idiot. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Oncast. My name's Dom, that's one half of the Oncast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. In this episode, we're talking about the newly released zombie sequel, Peninsula. Or to give it its full title, Train to Busan Presents Peninsula, directed by Shang Ho Yong. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is the sequel to Train to Busan, um, which they've been threatening us with for a long time. I say threatening, we've been probably... Say threatening. We were really excited about this. We were, yeah. So, um, for those who don't know, there was a um, Korean zombie movie called Train to Busan, which came out in 2016. Mm. Um, and it sort of did the rounds. And it, I think we ended up seeing it on Amazon, I think it was, one of the streaming services. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it's fucking wicked. <laughs> it's just it's one of the best zombie films that's been made in the last few years by a mile. Um, it's really, really good, really tense. Um, as the title suggests, a lot of it takes place on a train. Um, and it's about, yeah, a zombie outbreak in South Korea. Um, and it's, you know, in some ways it's a traditional zombie movie and otherwise it's sort of, it's new and it's sort of, you know, it's a little bit like 28 days later, but in, in, um, Korea rather than UK. Yeah. Um, and then they've, they announced that it was a massive success and it was sort of, you know, as it was kind of for genre movies, what, um, Parasite was for um for you know, oscar movies in terms of korean cinema mm. it was sort of it was the one that made everyone sit up and pay attention when it you know it comes to sort of schlocky you know popcorn movies everyone's like yeah. oh shit this is really good um it was they, quite a head turner as well because it was suddenly like it was it came out very sort of quickly yeah and sort of really really garnered a lot of attention and this sort of there was a big movement about like this is it this is how this is going to be from now on and this is what we want and this is new and this is exciting and this is fresh yeah uh, and there, there has been some like people have moved on from it and it's become a leap um leapfrog for some people like one of the main guys who was in the first um, movie is now going to be in the eternals oh cool um you know the the, the main guy whose wife was pregnant in the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's he's in the lineup with the Eternals alongside, you know, Angelina Jolie and all the rest of the you know the yeah. more traditional big stars. But he's up there with them. So that's cool. Um, but then anyway, yeah, they they basically said they talked about there's going to be a sequel to Joe Busan, and everyone was very excited about it. Um, and it's been sort of in the works for yeah a few years now, and now it's finally arrived. And they had a there's it's got very limited screenings over here in the UK. Um, for lots of reasons, one of them being the coronavirus, I'm sure. Um, but just distribution for films like this is often quite limited anyway. Um, but we managed to grab a screening of it um, earlier this week. Uh, it was the one and only screening at this cinema. Um, and yeah. there were some fans there. We weren't the only people there. There were some people, again, if you wanted to see this movie, you have to have see, sort it out. Um, it's not an easy thing to get out of, especially these days when you, people aren't going to the cinemas anyway. But also, um, it's promoted as Peninsula in yeah, well, the largest think, sense. It's not promoted as Train to Busan 2 Peninsula. Well, that's the weird thing with the titles. They call it Train to Busan Presents Peninsula. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, you do get, like, from the trailer, when I, you know, when I first saw the trailer, I was aware that this is the sequel to Train to Busan. That's what I'm watching right now. Or yeah. that's what I'm seeing the trailer for. Um, so, it was, yeah, the marketing. Um, 
wasn't a complete, it's was, it was an odd title choice rather than just calling it Train to Busan 2. But at the same time, Train to Busan is very, it's not like, it's not like 28 Days Later where there's the obvious what you call the sequel, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's about a zombie outbreak and a group of people trying to get on a train that's going to Busan. Unless you call it Train to Something Else. I don't know, <laughs> I, do you know what I, mean? I don't know what you would call it. Um, yeah. So they then, yeah, they've come and made a sequel. And then we went to go and see the sequel. Sequel's called Peninsula. What did we think of Peninsula? Well, fuck me, it was a big change, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> that's putting like... it mildly. It's, um, yeah, it, this is not the character-driven, um, clever, you know, cleverly thought-out, tight action sequences all that sort of stuff that we had in the first one, all that's completely out the window and there's none of that now. It's all just chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, it's not without its merit. No, I mean, there I are some cool bits that. in it. There like, are some cool bits the, in it and there are some cool sequences. Um, but it, yeah, it, it reaches for something that they can't quite get to, I think, in, in a lot of places. Yeah. So, to set the scene, this is um, uh, so it's it's set in the aftermath of Train to Busan. So you're and saying it, it's been four years? <laughs> yes, it's been four years. Thank you for clarifying. It's been four years since the event of the previous movie. I mean. Since the zombie outbreak in Korea, so I think it might be worth for those who haven't seen it. We if we give a little bit of an explanation about the events of Train to Busan, yeah, because I mean, it's it's yeah. yeah, as Dom sort of uh, quite rightly put it, it's a very much a Korean sort of equivalent to Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, it's I, it's a rapidly spreading zombie apocalypse scenario um and and the zombies themselves are very much like the ones you get in 28 days later i.e they're like these rabid fast moving monsters um but it's the standard zombie rules i.e if they bite you you turn into one of them um it was like it's set up quite cool like the one of the first shots you see in the first movie is this whole sky accidentally hits a um it's deer and then drives off and then the, the camera just lingers on the deer and the deer like reanimates and comes back to life. Yeah. That's when you realize, yeah. And that's a re- again, that is just, there is nothing like anywhere near as subtle as that or as like sort of evocative as that as a bit of imagery in this second movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's basically, so the, the whole point of the first movie is that it's a father with his daughter traveling on his train. Um, it's a dad who, yeah, divorced dad trying to get his daughter to his wife um they're kind of estranged and through this um zombie apocalypse they sort of reconnect um and that's the character driven bit in the middle of it amongst this crazy zombie shit happens (laughs) um and they're on yeah you're on a moving train whilst the zombie apocalypse is happening it's like it's tense you can't get out you can't move um you have to fight your way through a train carriage packed through with zombies how do you go about doing that that's the kind of vibe of the first movie Mm mm-hmm um, and then this second one, Peninsula, is set four years later, which they go to great pains to, to tell us. Um, over and over again. Yeah. I mean, the, there's an opening sequence. And I do, yeah, the, the opening sort of 15 minutes or so was great. Yeah. And I thought we were going to get something similar because it was like, it was about, again, it was, this, it was 
completely switches perspective. There are no returning characters from the first movie, um, which is I think is a slight shame. I don't want to spoil the first movie too much because I would say, if anything, this just tells uh, you know off, off the back of this, go watch Train to Busan. Um, yeah. But there were some surviving characters from that movie, which I would have loved to have picked up the thread from them and seen where they went. But they don't do that in this one. Um, we start off with the new family, um, and again, it's seeing the initial outbreak and them trying to get out of the country. Um, and so it's this military man um, with his, uh, I think it's his sister and his nephew and his, yeah. and his brother-in-law. Um, and they are trying to get to a, like a military transport, a uh, ferry to get them out of the country. Um, and then, you know, the scenario ensues, there's an outbreak on the boat. And again, the outbreak on the boat made me feel like it was like watching the first movie again. Again, you're in an enclosed space, you're in a boat, they're all trying to get out of there. What the fuck do you do when there's a zombie outbreak? You can't get out. <laughs> like, what do you do? You can't. You can't run. You, what do you do? Um, and it got that that fear like was great, and that was that was a really effective sequence. Um, and then it's all downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, like I will say, it's not without its merit. There are some yeah. really exciting things in there, but essentially the storyline is that this uh, two of the survivors from that ship. Yeah, then it cut they, from that. It then cuts four years later. Hard cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> after yeah, some clunky ass exposition with a guy being interviewed on an American talk show in English for some reason. Oh my god, that's I forgot about that. That was that was that, the thing that that was like got my back up immediately when that was happening. I was like, this seems odd. I don't like this. <laughs> It was so bad, wasn't and it? It was really badly acted and really badly, and like the, just the the script is so sort of meat and potatoes and really basic. Um, yeah. And I think you, it notices when they speak when they do speak English on those rare occasions where people speak English, you notice how silly it sounds. Yeah. And it's only because a lot of it is obviously subtitled in Korean that they they kind of get away with it a bit more. Um, I think we would have laughed a hell of a lot more, you and I, if people had been saying this stuff in English. <laughs> Ah, oh, it was so. From an uh, yeah, that <laughs> go on. Uh, no, go on. What's his merits? Tell me about the merits. So there's uh, there are some really good scenes where people do a lot of punching. Yes. Oh yeah, I agree. So so I will th- say that the the guy that plays the protagonist, yeah, um, is very very capable of beating the fuck out of people yeah and there are some great hand-to-hand um combat very john wick style gunplay going on um and those sequences i agree are really good and there needs to be more of them yeah definitely um and like particularly yeah there's one scene that is like the standout that's the reason they put it in the trailer where um you see there's a sort of gladiatorial combat going on (laughs) <laughs> with with zombies which is just it's just cool there's no two ways about it but i feel like that's the best idea they had for the whole movie um and they sort of just yeah and there's this weird like rat king um so well so for people that are unfamiliar rat king is it's like a uh phenomena should we say mythical i will add phenomena where um so many rats live in a certain environment that they actually become stuck together with all this filth and excrement and offal and all that stuff. They become this giant bundle of like moving rats 
altogether. There's like a, there's a zombie equivalent equivalent of that in this. Yeah, and it is quite startling. Yeah, and uh, but everything else is so. I don't know. It just it, at no point it never seemed to have taken took itself seriously anymore. No, um, like even and to I, the point where they just they they call the zombie zombies. Um, like that's always there's always a bad sign in a zombie movie. I find. Um, if they just flat out say the word zombie, unless you're and you're doing like Shaun of the Dead and it is meant to be a parody or you know Zombieland even, mm. um, usually if you're taking it seriously in a zombie movie, you call them the infected or the you know walkers or whatever you have to call them. But you don't tend to actually use the word zombie because it's silly. Yeah. Um, but they don't care in this one. But also, um, the word zombies are like being co-opted from voodoo, isn't it? Yeah. So um, it's not like it's technically an appropriate term not no. and i don't mean like it's inappropriate from like a, a religious or anything like that perspective but i mean a, a haitian voodoo zombie is different from a science fiction murder zombie yeah or a horror um, murder zombie yeah um but yeah then the, the basic plot of the movie then after we get that initial setup is then we get the the husband and uh, sorry the the main guy from the beginning the um brother and his yeah. brother brother-in-law are given are some of these like refugees that are hiding out from korea who are now living in um hong kong um, and they're given the opportunity to go in and, and get some money back from from korea which is now called the peninsula they call it the peninsula um and it's basically like, oh yeah, there's a, there's a stash of money left there that no one's collecting. Obviously, obviously the zombies don't need it. It's been four years. Go in there, get the money, get out, and you and we'll we'll give you a share of it, and you're set for life. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's the plot. Once they go in there, they find that there are people who are still living in Korea and have like created these lives for themselves. There's like you know ex-military guys who set up their own. Um, camp and go out and raid villages and just and take what they want and there's also like more civilian types there's a family living there who we find out about and learn a bit more about them yeah um and that's it really it's a simple it's a that they have to get you know they have to get out before sunrise um and that's basically the whole premise of the whole thing yeah and literally anything that you sort of would expect from this sort of film then proceeds to happen yeah and you're like, oh no, the two other people that don't have names are killed. Yeah. And then you go, oh no, the, um, you know, they've become separated. Oh no, the, the military guys aren't very nice. Didn't see that coming. Oh, didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, oh no, there's there's someone in the on the military that's contemplating usurping uh, the, the 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 present leader that they've got. Yeah. Um, but like, I think part of the issue is like, there are quite a few characters in this and they're all, none of them are built as well as the characters from the first movie. Um, they do a really good job in the first movie of just, well, you get your, your central, um, characters obviously are the father and daughter. And then when they get on the train, you meet some of the people around the train. Um, but you find out you, they build them really quickly and easily. And then you sort of, they're right. These are the people we're in this scenario with. Whereas in this one, you don't meet half the people that we're meant to give a shit about until about half an hour more even into the movie. Um, and then you just, you cut between them constantly. Sometimes our main protagonists just aren't in scenes for like 10 minutes at a time. It's all just yeah. a bit of a mess. It's all just not. And it's like a weird introduction of like secondary um, group. And you're like, oh, these are, oh, we're going to, 
are we rooting for these guys? Yeah, I think, or, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, it's all just a bit, and it's fine being, having, you know, ambiguous characters and stuff, and you're not sure whether you're meant to root for them or not is a good thing, generally speaking. But when yeah. you're, when you've got this many different sort of elements going on, it's not necessarily the best thing to do. No. Um, no, fuck no. Like, um, yeah, and there are just, there are ridiculous, like, motivation points, and they're like, oh, I'm going to give up and kill myself. No, I'm not. It's like, you're tormented just like me. I can see it. I can see how tormented you are. You should have killed me. And again, this is this is the kind of dialogue where if that someone had said that in English in a, like a Fast and Furious movie, we would have rolled our eyes so hard. That's exactly what this is. It's, it feels like Fast and Furious, isn't it? And like, yeah, yeah, that I think that's the biggest place where it falls down is where it chooses to spend its time on some of these vehicular action sequences where it has, yeah, so it's basically, you know, you have these um, survivors who come in in a car and like wipe out loads of zombies and there's this, the little girl who uses the... Um, remote control cars to lure mm-hmm. them away. Um, but you just get these extended sequences of them driving through a dark city and it is very clearly a CGI car plowing through CGI zombies. And it's got absolutely no very weight to it. Poorly uh, rendered as well. Like, yeah, because... Th- very poorly composite. That's the thing. And that's that's what, you know, and you, you appreciate that these guys don't have the kind of budget that a Hollywood movie would have. And that's what was so great about the first one is that they used what they had and like, and they were smart about it. Not like the, they, the filmmakers, and that was reflected in the characters themselves. Like everyone figures out really quickly in the first one about how the zombies work and how to get around them. Yeah. Um, and you just, and it means you get like awesome sequences, like where the guy, yeah, he, he wraps his arms up with, um, duct tape and then goes like smashing through a load of zombies punching them in the head because he realizes yeah. that if you wrap your if you wrap duct tape around your arms they can't bite you in the arms like that's yeah. the kind of innovation that's going on and in this one is just literally we're gonna get a car we're gonna plow through a load of cgi zombies <laughs> could not be further away <laughs> and, and there's no point in this where you you have there's absolutely not a single point of this apart from something that i'll get to in a minute where you feel any sort of threat towards the main character no. or the people that become his companions no um and like yeah the the, the biggest one for that is like the the sort of the finale action sequences toward, towards the end is basically it's like mad max um they basically they go full mad max where it's like there's a car chase going on in a you know post-apocalyptic world and they're all like the the guys are coming after them are all these you know the ex-military guys is apparently the longest road in all of Korea, it's the, it's the longest road secondary to the um, the airstrip. Yeah, the air, yeah, the airstrip, and it just they go straight. And but again, it's like if you're aping something like like immediately, you're trying, you're clearly trying to draw comparisons to Bad Max. That's what it looks like. The difference is George Miller went and dip, blew up a load of cars in the desert for real. Yeah, and you haven't. I don't believe anyone's in a in a vehicle right now. No. Like, like there were there are sequences where you're like right these people are sat in this but they are sat in a soundstage now yeah clearly yeah they're like, sat in a soundstage and they're just bumping around in their chair yeah they're doing it's the you, Star Trek where they were like yeah whoa become, uh, oh what's it called shattering shattering yeah shattering really hard <laughs> yeah and yeah there's just like I said there's no point in this when I'm like oh no yeah not a single point no. Because every time something happened, I was like, well, he's going to shoot them. Yeah. And he's 
they're going to win. And that's what I mean. Like that's the most frustrating thing about the like the the car action sequences and how rubbish they are is because when they do the hand to hand action sequences, they're really cool. Like <laughs> there's a there's a couple of shootouts, and again, they sort of demonstrated it a little bit early on in the movie. Um, on the ferry, it's the same guy, and he's like just close quarters with a with a um, handgun, and it very much it feels like a John Wick action sequence. Yeah, yeah, like all one, all one long take, and again they do it again with the gladiatorial combat thing. It's one like it's one long continuous take of just like absolute chaos, and the camera's spinning around. I'm like, this is really good. This is really well choreographed. Why throw that away so that you can do a lot of CGI bullshit? I don't get it. Like, yeah, you don't have the budget to do that, so don't do it. Do the stuff that you do have the budget for and you're good at. I'll do some shootouts yeah. and stuff. Like, no. And that's the okay. thing. Like, going back to that's the thing, like you're saying, like, do what you know, right? Or do what you think is, is good. Yeah. Or, or that you know you can do effectively. Because in the first, I think one of the things that happens in the first is that there are points when you realize that you're like, oh, fuck, not everyone is going to make this out, make, make it out alive. Yeah. And there are people that are dropping off. Yeah. Like all and good zombie people. movies. As that, you know, yeah. like a good zombie movie, you collect a group of characters who you care about. You set them up very early. And then by the, by the nature, they then get picked off one by one. You're left with one or two survivors. Sometimes you're not left with any survivors. Mm. That is, how, that is the, how good zombie movies work. And that's just not what they've done here. It's like they understood it before and then they somehow don't understand it anymore. Yeah, but it's you were saying it's the, it's exactly the same director. Well, it's well. the same director, but the writer is different. I think that's the key thing. There's there's right. a. I mean that's that's very obvious from the outset. Yeah. Um. So, the first film was written by the director, um, Sang Ho Young, um, and then the other writer on the first film was uh, Joe Suk Park, um, okay. but then on the second film, it was the the director again had a co co. Um, screenplay credit but then the the other person writing was Ryu Young Jay and the original writer doesn't seem to be involved anymore that is the point of difference that's that's where it all fell apart I think yes <laughs> I can quite definitively say that's exactly where it fell apart yeah I was really disappointed to be honest yeah me like, too. like I, I had I, fun with it yeah, it was. It wasn't like the worst thing I've ever seen, and it was fun to watch. Um, but like it, having watched, because um, I've only seen the first one a couple of times, but I watched it again in preparation. And I was, I forgot. Fuck, this is really good. I forgot. Mm-hmm. It's a really good film, um, and it's just really well, well acted, and like they and they, the character stuff is all done really well, and it's some cool zombie stuff. It's like it's just a legitimately good film, and then to yeah. go from that into this is just like ugh. no. Um, and it very yeah, it's it's weird how similar it is to the twenty eight days, twenty eight weeks later franchise. Yeah, see, I don't, I remember so little about twenty eight weeks later. Yeah, but I feel like that's what this is going to be. It's totally forgettable. Yeah, in years to come, we're not going to remember the Peninsula one, but we will still remember Twenty Busan in the same way that we still talk about twenty eight days later. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, because the mm. second one was like it was bigger. It was kind of the same. The American military got involved, um, but the the original like Danny Boyle wasn't involved anymore, and it showed. Um, and it's like it was just like they tried to. They clearly wanted it to go further and do a full like twenty eight months later or whatever, and it didn't happen because the second one wasn't very good. Like it's very <laughs> similar. It's just, it's it's really weirdly similar. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hadn't made that connection. I legitimately yeah. hadn't made that connection until you brought it up, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I still think probably 28 weeks later is probably better. I'd have, but then again, no, who's revisiting 28 weeks later? No one. That's who. No. <laughs> like, you go watch 28 Days. I went, yeah, they did Secret Cinema for that a couple of years ago. It was wicked. No one talks about 28 weeks. <laughs> no, no one ever talks about it. Yeah. It's the ugly stepchild. Yeah, it is, yeah. And, um... That's no way yeah. to talk about Robert Carlyle. He's a national treasure. Uh, I'm sure he was. Before he disappeared. What do you mean before he disappeared? He's disappeared. He hasn't. I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to make up a fiction because something needs to be exciting about this podcast because it wasn't the film. No. Look, it was a very sensible decision. <laughs> I'm glad she made that sensible decision. There are, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of things that may have been lost in translation here. I think there's a possibility that we're missing something, but at the same time... No, it's just, that's the thing. It's, there, there's a tendency, and these, this is the, the first two films, because the other thing as well, there is actually a third movie, uh, which I watched, which is an animated movie. Um, yes. Yeah, so there's an animated film called Seoul Station, um, and it's just one of the stations that they go, in, go through or in fact, I think it's the station where the train leaves from in Train to Busan. Okay. Um, and it's basically, it's actually a full like 90 minute movie animated. Yeah. Um, about the initial zombie outbreak essentially. And like, and the group, a group of characters that experience that um, and what happens. But again, it fleshes out the characters. It, there's a twist in it, which I did not see coming. It's actually really good. Um, but that wasn't even the point I was going to make. I was going to say. Um, yeah, no, there's a tendency in, in that in particular, but then also in the Train to Busan, the first one, um, yeah. to go to melodrama. They're, they're quite, it's melodramatic um, yeah. in a lot of ways. And it means that you end up with lots of scenes of um, people crying excessively and just really like, <laughs> and just like declaring their, emo- it's like an anime. It's you know, when you watch anime and they just shout that, like their, their emotions really fucking loud and for yeah. a really long time. It's that, yeah. but normally while it's raining. Yeah, usually while it's raining, and so it means that in sequence there are sequences in this movie where people die. Um, but it doesn't. It's not as earned as it is in Train to Busan, so it feels very, very melodramatic and silly. It doesn't feel like I'm not. I don't feel. I'm not feeling for these people. I just think it looks very, very silly, and this actor is really, really going for it. But I'm very well, much aware that I'm watching a movie. Yeah. Like with any of the people that died in this, though, there was no. But they really go like the music is really one, over the top. There was one death where I was like, "This yeah. is an emotive death." Yeah, that was it. But they just they, they just really oversell it. Like they they make it each death goes on forever of the people reacting to it, and the music is ridiculous. Like the the, the um. The, the strings come in and it's like, oh my it like god, the, um, it's the worst thing ever. The, like Thor the Dark World. Do, do, do. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. It's like, we, we're going to have to, the music's going to have to do some heavy lifting here, guys, because just no one yeah. gives a shit. And the but they're really over it. it. The actor, acting, they're trying, they're really going for it, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, guys, they're, they're, they're general huxing. They've, go, they've gone full oh, hux. Like, hux is brilliant. He was. He was. Yeah. But now he, I'm the spy. Remember? Remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 
Let's not talk about Hux or that trilogy. <laughs> okay. <sighs> um, but yeah, so Peninsula. Yeah, but then the, it's all right. The UN turn up and they've got Commander Jane or General Jane or whatever her name is. Captain Jane. Major Captain Jane. Jane. We have to go now. She's that's made a, a very. Spoiler, she, but it's it's something that's oh, so. It's so Dumb. heavily <laughs> foreshadowed. Yeah. That you're like, oh well, clearly, clearly this is going to happen. Yeah. And you and then. Yeah. Oh, also, can I can I ask a genuine question? Because yeah. we're throwing spoilers to the wind here. Um, the grandfather character, who yeah. wasn't actually the grandfather, but is a grandfather character, he died, right? Yeah. That was one of the melodramatic deaths I'm talking about, where they literally cried over him for a good 10 minutes of the runtime. The, the grandfather don't die i don't want you to die i'm like i'm wondering it yeah this has got to be lost in translation because wait oh yeah he yeah remember? i remember and he was like I he was dying that. for fucking ages <laughs> yeah yeah um i got a text from my boss yeah at that point so i was dealing with a work all oh, right work yeah. emergency but at the same time don't don't do it. No, not worth it. Like it's 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 unless you're if you're a massive massive Busan fan. To be, to be honest, even if you were a Busan fan on in these days, given like how it's not easy, it's a difficult thing to seek out. Yeah, don't wait for it to come on Netflix or Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's a fine. I think it's a fine Netflix Amazon movie. It's not a. Fine. Like I, in hindsight, like I wish that I'd seen the original Train to Busan in the cinema. It would have been great. Um, yeah, same. But I agree. I would and, much preferred it the other way around. Yeah, to the, I would have seen the original at the cinema. Yeah, the way it's worked out, they they roped us in with the new, with the first one, having seen it on, um, you know, on streaming, and then we went. So we went in with high hopes into the cinema, and that like, you motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> son of just, a bitch. <laughs> you fucking did it. You blew it up. Maniacs, you crazy bastards! <laughs> you maniacs. Um. Anyway, they made a yeah. they made a sensible decision. Oh fuck! That, yeah, but that, that that's so. I keep saying that it, there's a line at the end where, where one of the um, yeah, the UN come in or whatever to save them, and someone talks about someone making a very sensible decision, but she's saying it as she's shouting over the helicopter. like blades she's shouting, shouting over the Chinook engines, but telling like, a child that their mother, who's about to kill themselves in front of the children, is making a very sensible decision. But they only, they're only, she's only killing them in front of the children in the basis that they've all got full like, binocular vision. Oh, yeah. Because they're able to see from fucking miles about what's going on in that cab of that truck over there that's surrounded that's by zombies. about 500 <laughs> metres away. Yeah, surrounded by zombies. Like, <laughs> And you're at the precise angle for it to work. Like, if it had all been... Like, that, that's, that was the point where I was literally, like, I completely gone, oh, this is just bollocks now. But I wish that... I kind of wish that had happened earlier so I could have enjoyed it on that basis more. Like, it, yeah. it would sort of meander its way through to get to that point. And all the stuff with the military guys and the commander and what he was going to do to portray them. Like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't know why, why you're showing me this. But none of these other people are going to make it out alive. The only no. thing that I was surprised by was the guy who was like the chef slash guardian of all the stock. The guy oh, yeah. with the crutch. 
Yeah, he just gets shot than me. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, I thought he was going to make it through. No. Because he was somewhat of a sympathetic character, yeah. apparently. And, and suddenly, like, I just, again, it's such, it feels like such a missed opportunity because the way the first, again, oh, I don't want to spoil it. No. Yeah, I, I won't spoil it. I'm, th- I'm thinking about the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, don't don't spoil it. But I don't want to spoil the first one because the first one's really good. Um, but there are threads, like I say, there are threads that you could have picked up from the first one and made it a true sequel in terms of following some of the characters that were left at the yeah. end of that first movie, and they didn't. And that is just such a waste. Um, I don't know why they didn't do that. It seems mad to me, but there you go. So one of the things that I was basically expecting was... Um, yeah, I can't talk about it. No. Because I spoil it. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do we'll do a quick spoil tag now then. So, um, yeah, that's our verdict on um, Train yeah. to Bizarre Peninsula. Yeah, bollocks. Don't bother. Um, shame, but there you go. It's, we'll always have Train to Busan. And also... Um, I would recommend um, CL Station, but be prepared. CL Station is bleak. Like they're oh, both pretty bleak, it. but CL Station is just bleak as fuck. Um, it's like something Charlie Brooker wrote, is what how I describe I it. I really to you. want to see it. Yeah, I'll have to. We'll, I'll find a way. Um, but even if well, you just it's rent, on Google Play, isn't yeah, it? If you rent it on Google Play. It's worth it for three fifty or whatever. It's worth it. But yeah, it's yeah. just fucking dark. Um, but yeah, Peninsula rubbish. Don't bother. Um, <laughs> Go. So, yeah, we'll do a quick spoiler tag after this. In the meantime, we are going to be carrying on. We've got a couple of ideas of things we're going to be watching, um, some Netflix movies that Tom's pointed out, um, which are they're both good with an H. His House and High and or, Well, His House, definitely. High and Low, I'm not sure about, because <laughs> there's lots <laughs> of them, and, and they look mental. Um, they are. Yeah. They are. That's exactly what they are. Um, and also we've sort of had a brief discussion off air that we will probably do some coverage of some of the TV shows that are starting to come out now. So the Mandalorian yes. has started season two. Um, so we will do some ongoing coverage, not week by week, but we will do some coverage of the Mandalorian as they come out over the next yeah. uh, few weeks, because it's the end of the year. It's been a crap year for movies because nothing's come out. Um, but there's some good TV coming. We've got Mandalorian and his dark materials. Um, is coming. We have found our long lost His Dark Materials episode. Um, hey, and so I'm going to get that sorted out and get it up just before the new season is about to launch. It's going to start here in the UK in a couple of days' time and then launching in the States in about a week after that, I think, on HBO. Um, so we can get that up and running. Um, but yeah. again, I would keep saying it with any ideas anyone's got, please let us know. <laughs> we are starting to run a little bit dry yeah, because we are looking at high and low, the movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like we, we're, um, yeah, and, and those of you will probably know as well, the UK is now officially back into a lockdown. So even if we could go to the cinema, we can't. We can't. Um, so everything's yeah. shut. We are, we have no choice now but to watch more stuff on Netflix and all the rest of it, which we will do. Um, but if there are some gems out there that we have still overlooked this year, let us know um, and we'll cover them. Even if they're really, really guff, because sometimes we have the best conversations about really shit films. Yes, we do. Probably, probably not Peninsula, but because that was, it was just a bit guff. No, it was, yeah, it was a bit guff. A I bit just, disappointing. I just wish that in hindsight, we should probably should have done a full episode on the original, but uh, never mind. Well, yeah. Never mind. We'll be all right. Go watch the first one. Um, and then, yeah, and then come back and listen to this bit we're going to do now because. Spoilers. 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 Spoilers.
So yeah, what were you going to say? Um, I expected this to um, start with the survivors of one. Yeah. <clears throat> and then being like, oh, we were told that we had to get to this place yeah. in Busan. And it wasn't what we were promised. And it was this horrible peninsula and we all had to sort of fight for our survival. And that's what it was. Because yeah. everybody went there. Yeah, I thought it was going to be immediately overwhelmed. I didn't. I didn't <clears> think it was just going to be. Uh, oh, this is what's left. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were going to have some sort of connection, even if it was just a case of because, again, it starts off and we establish very quickly that that it's a military man who we're following now. Mm. But the very end of the first one is that the yeah the two survivors get to a military base and there are some soldiers there who are prepared to shoot them and then they don't because they hear the little girl singing. Yeah, which is a re- again really effective like scene. Yeah, really I don't, it, like, it really boggles my mind that it's the same director who made both those films. It's crazy to me. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so I thought that we'd at least see that. Oh yeah, he was one of the guys who was stationed at that um, that base, and we and then we'll take we're going to pick up his thread and take it from there. But no, uh, okay, they didn't do that. They didn't pick up, and like yeah, it is a bit weird to me that they didn't pick up because the two characters that we were left with at the end of the first movie is a little girl yeah, who has been like the main protagonist of the whole thing. Her dad, you know, got her through to the end, but didn't make it. Um, and then it was a late, uh, a pregnant lady who again, mm. people sacrificed to make sure she was alive. So it was like great zombie thing of like all these, the men and all their, you know, in their different relationships to them have like let themselves go and sacrifice themselves so that they can protect the little girl and the pregnant woman, the two most vulnerable people, and they make it. Great. Yeah. Let's see what happens next. What happens, like, if that baby is, like, I thought the baby is the obvious thing. It's like, right, you have the baby, and then you do a time jump and go, right, here's a baby who's grown up, and all he's known is the zombie apocalypse world. Yeah. And, like, I, take... Honestly, I thought the baby was going to be the uh, remote control car kid. Yeah, I, th- I thought that. I thought it was going to... I genuinely, from the trailers, I thought that's the baby and then the the older girl, the teenage girl who's driving the car mm. was the little girl from the first one. Mm-hmm. And it's been a few years on. And again, like, what's happened? Like, pick her her thread and go, oh yeah, she's a badass now because we saw her go, you know, all the trauma that she went through on the, on the thir- in the train on the first one and what happened to her dad and it's made her like a hard badass. And like, yeah, cool, do that. Nope. Yeah. Don't want to do any of that. We're just going to do some weird bullshit with a brother and Lauren. It's going to bring in new characters, and yeah. And yeah. I was just—I don't know. Like, I was just a bit. As I was watching it, I was like, "Don't get me wrong. It was—it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's—it's no. it's just really disappointing." Yeah, yeah. Because so much in it deserves better. Yeah. And like the original deserves better. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but there you go. Train to Busan. It was something. It was something we saw this year. Mm. So it will always have that. <laughs> yeah. yeah take... We're glad we saw some uh, other really good things this year. Yeah. Take that, Black Widow. We didn't see you yet this year, did we? No. But we saw Peninsula. You dickhead. You dickhead. We saw Peninsula. Take that, Thanks. No Time to Die. We still haven't fucking seen you, have we? No. Take that, Tenet. I know you were going to come out this year, but and someone brought out a shoddy, weird thing instead 
when everybody just grumbles. You really need to go there, man. Nope. It was good. I was so excited for that film. I was moaning to my girlfriend about it the other day. She was really? like, oh, I don't care. And I was like, okay, brilliant. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, when it comes out, it, I think they just announced when it's coming out on home release. So when we do that, we'll, we'll pump up the... Um, the dialogue option on my soundbar and then maybe watch it again. Okay. All right, Grandad. Just, yeah. Anyway, we're not going to get into it. <laughs> I stand by everything that I said before. My position has not changed. Yeah. But everything, um, all your issues are to do with technical stuff. Not really. Like my main issue is the fact that it's. You can't hear yeah. anyone, which is a technical well, issue. Partly. Partly that that's one thing that really annoys me, but the the main thing that annoys me is that it just doesn't. It feels like it's only a technical exercise in how intelligent Christopher Nolan is. Um, the, I'm talking about it again on a different podcast episode than the film that we spoke about before. We might go back to it another time, but anyway. Okay. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. Um. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm sorry about Tom's um hate of Tanet. We'll get we'll get through it. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. <laughs> see you in the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm a bit sorry. I'm, a little, I'm not that sorry. I am kind of. Stop talking. Yeah. But yeah, I keep seeing like almost every day now for the last week. I keep seeing another article about. Obviously, they've got me in the algorithm or whatever. But I keep seeing another article about. Oh, Marvel getting the rights back to Daredevil. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> don't fucking tickle my dick. Don't do it. <laughs> Listen, don't start the engine if you can't finish the race. Yeah, exactly. Well, don't start me off if you're not going to... Oh. <laughs> what? Never mind.